Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. It is the Water Savings Podcast brought to you by CCW, that's the Consumer Council for Water. I'm Mike and I'm here with our resident local celebrity and water saving guru, Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you coping with all your TV appearances? It's certainly been busy. Anyone asked you for your autograph yet? <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> There's a crowd outside the building. So please do get in touch with the show if you have any questions. Uh, we have an email address. It's podcast at ccwater.org.uk. We would love to hear your questions, comments or any feedback on the show. Today's topic is one for you, Karen, today. I mean, this is going to be the quietest I've ever been because today is all about gardening. This is absolutely your thing. You have very green fingers and you absolutely love it. So why are we focusing on gardening, Karen? Well, I mean, if as expected, we're going to see more of these hot, dry summers, the gardeners amongst us are going to have to adapt. And um, the best thing we can really do is plan for the worst weather conditions and, and hope for the best. So hopefully this podcast will give uh, people some practical tips to try in their own garden. Fantastic. And these tips are all things that are very easy to do, uh, low-cost ways, in fact, no-cost ways in some cases, to help to help save water. Yes. I mean, there are, there are some things where you might need to um, make a little bit of investment, but then that will come back and um, really provide some long-term benefits. And so, you know, really some important and um, quite significant uh, things that you can do. So I think I've got the first tip here, and it's something that uh, actually out of the gardening tips is something that actually I do do, which is invest in a water box or e- even two. Uh, these these work really well, and I've got a water bot, and even though it's been dry for a long time, my water bot is still half full, and I have been using it. So these are brilliant. I've got, I think, a 250-litre uh, water bot, but they do come in all shapes and sizes. So, you know, if you don't have a big garden or enough space to, to put the water bot in a convenient location, then you, you can find a water bot and tailor it to fit your needs. Now, the advantage with water bots is clearly they capture the water when it's it's raining and then you can use it at times when it's dry. Um, and like we're seeing right now. Now, the advantage with the water bot is that plants prefer rainwater than, than tap water. And that, Karen, you taught me this fact, and I was amazed at this, but then it's like so logical, you know, tap water is, is clean to exceptionally high standards, it's got chlorine in it to kill the bugs. Well, that's not what the plants want. They prefer to make more. No, absolutely. And the the good thing is you can attach a water butt to your shed roof or the downpipe from the roof of your house. Um, So you can really make maximum use of the water that's falling on your property. Oh, that's fantastic. And you might save a little bit of money if you're in a water meter as well. And and that's an added benefit. Yeah, always, always good to save some money. So that was our first tip. Be sure to head back through the archives and check out all the past episodes of Waterfall. So the next tip would be in the early spring to put a layer of mulch across your flower beds so that that can not only suppress the weeds, but it will also keep the moisture in the ground. And that's um, a really good sort of start to the year, particularly if it's going to be a long, hot, dry summer. So can we just tell me what mulch is? Um, well, you can use all kinds of things. You can use compost if you're making your own compost. You can use bark chips. 
Um, you can buy all those sorts of things from the a local garden centre. Mm. And they just create a really thick layer above the soil, which acts as a barrier. Right. So that helps me because the bark chips, that's, and that's what we would use in our garden. I just don't use the word mulch very much. <laughs> and for some reason, it's amusing me. So my next door neighbour did this next thing. Take part in No Mo May, leaving a grassy area to go au natural. And it helps ensure pollinators have access to wildflowers, which will help them thrive. And leaving that grass longer in times of drought will also help it recover more quickly when it does get some rain. And I have really noticed this during this dry spell, that, that actually not much rain can really help a lawn recover quite quickly. Yes, I mean, it will bounce back very quickly once we do start to see some rain. Um, it, it can be sometimes a little bit concerning when it's all brown and, and look, looking to be all dried up, but, you know, lawns bounce back. The other nice thing about uh, No Mow May is that it does encourage wildflowers into your garden, and that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, I heard uh, that bees are making a comeback this year. So whilst lots of other um, species are struggling... Bees are absolutely loving it. Um, so anything we can do to encourage pollinators, uh, the better. But can we just confirm that we don't have to do no more May in May? You can do that other months too, right? Well, I, mine's extending through the summer, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my, I, did, I mowed it in May, but I actually didn't mow in June. just doesn't have the same uh, uh, alliterative purposes. Uh, so um, no more May, good tip there. What's next? Um, if you do have a hosepipe restriction coming to force where you live, um, it's obviously important that we all play our part and, and don't use a hosepipe or a sprinkler when, until the restrictions are lifted. Using a watering can to water your plants um, is still allowed, um, and it's often a more efficient way of targeting the roots of the plant where the water will do most good. So... You know, it, it is actually doing the right thing, not only by the um, water resources in your local area, but also for the plants that you're looking after. I often think that when I've got some big pots in the garden and there's usually, I mean, Karen, you're cringing at this, but there's usually like one, the plant that's meant to be there and then maybe two or three weeds. And when I'm watering it, I'm thinking, I'm just feeding the weeds, aren't I? <laughs> just feeding the weeds. Yeah, it is usually a good idea to try to keep up on the weeding. Yeah. Like, let's just not talk about my strange gardening habits. Um, but one good thing about the hosepipe ban that's currently on for some areas is that that can actually help you break the habit and just develop new habits. So if you're used to using a hosepipe, actually breaking a habit and actually going um, back to, uh, to, to using a, a, a watering can and just sticking with that, that's a, just a good permanent habit to have, isn't it? Yeah, and the, the thing is, uh, if... You would find it difficult because you've got mobility issues or you've got a medical condition. Um, if you would find it difficult to, to, to carry a watering can um, around the garden, etc., it's really worth getting in contact with your local water company and register for their priority services. Um, this is a register that you can sign up to and it allows people certain exemptions from the, from the restrictions. So, um, you know, it, it's really worth considering it because there are other added benefits as well. So this is people like blue badge holders, for example. Yes. 
Okay, that is good to know. And, and you know, we always want to encourage people to sign up to Water Company's Priority Services Registers to get extra help that is available. And do you know what? It helps available. We just really want people to take up that help. So please don't hold back. CCW, passionate about championing the best interests of everyone who uses water, now in the future. The next tip that I think is a really good one to think about is um, looking for ways to collect water indoors and to reuse it. Um, uh, you know, on the garden or on your plants indoors. So um, if you use a washing up bowl in the kitchen sink, you can collect water when you're waiting for it to hot up or cool down. Um, you'll be amazed how much you, you accumulate. And then you can use that to water your plants. Um, likewise, if it takes a, a while for your shower to get to your ideal temperature, if you keep a bucket in the bath, you can fill that with the first lot of water that comes through and use that uh, on the garden as well. Now, these are great tips. And you know what? Sometimes when you go through lists of tips, I'm sure some people listening go, do people actually do that? Do they really? But you know what? Both these ones, people in the last few days have said to me, they do this. So I was getting my hair cut on Friday. How's it look? Very smart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. I always make the same joke. Cut off the grey bits. They say, well, we don't have that long. Anyway, (laughs) I was getting my hair cut on Friday. And as hairdressers do, oh, look at the weather, eh? It's very dry. Anyway, it turns out my hairdresser is a proper water advocate, a real water champion. He was telling me that she collects when she's doing the dishes, collects the water, and once she's finished washing the dishes, we'll go and use that on the plants. She'd, she heard that that was fine for the plants, which, which it is. Probably wouldn't use it on the vegetables, but fine on, fine on the, the, the flowers. So she does that. That's brilliant. And then only this morning, my father-in-law... Uh, well, my kids who are currently on the summer holidays staying with them, saying that they, they, that he was collecting their water from the shower and then using that in the garden. So these tips are are being done by people and they're benefiting from it. Yeah, it's it's like anything. Once you get into a little bit of a routine with it, it just becomes second nature. No, absolutely. And and also, if you are on a water meter, you're saving a little bit of money, but it does all add up. Another one that is worth considering as well is um, remembering to really think about where you place the plants in the garden because, um, you know, if you've got uh, plants that prefer to be in the shade or in full sunshine, grouping those together can make a real difference and it can reduce the amount of time you spend walking around the garden um, having to water them. So you could just light your plants up outside your back door <laughs> right next to your water box. Is, is that what you're suggesting? Well, it's something to think about. I mean, if you've got a long garden and um, a shed, say, two-thirds down, it might make sense to actually attach the water butt to the shed rather than the house because it will reduce the distance you're having to walk backwards and forwards every no, time. No, I, li- I absolutely love the way you're thinking there. And the other thing is, I know you mentioned this earlier, but even a small roof like a shed can collect an awful lot of water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what mine's attached to. And, uh, you know, as I say, it's amazing how much, uh, you know, how quickly it fills um, over those winter months. So given how dry it's been now, what's the what's the water level check on your uh, on your shed? What's your personal drought threshold? <laughs> it's um, it's currently quite low, it has to be said, because I have been using it um, quite, a, quite a lot recently um, because it has been particularly hot and dry. Well, I don't think we should be shaming people because their water bots are on dry. It's a good sign. <laughs> it's a sign people have them and it's a sign people use. Yeah, but don't forget, I'm I'm also adopting all these other tips as well. (laughs) (laughs) So our final tip here 
is actually a, a personal one, isn't it? It's about looking after yourself and stay, keeping yourself hydrated. Because, you know, when it's hot and you're out in the garden and you're doing work in the garden, you can get quite, um, quite thirsty. Don't forget to drink a lot of water yourself. Keep yourself properly topped up too, because that is important. Um, but I think is like something we really want to add here is when we're talking about keeping yourself hydrated, it's not from your water bottle. No. <laughs> or your kitchen sink dirty dishwasher water. <laughs> no, no. We th- This is the, the one time where it's always good to drink straight from the tap. <laughs> I'd drink to that. Well, th- thanks everybody for listening. I hope you've taken away some good ideas that you'll feel able to try at home. Uh, we'll be coming back with a, n- a number of uh, new episodes in the not-too-distant future and hope we can continue to share um, some advice, uh, a bit of humour and hopefully some um, information that you won't be getting from anywhere else. I've not found any humour yet and don't forget you can get in touch with the show at podcast at ccwater.org.uk and it's goodbye from me, Mike. <laughs> it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>